0: Today, the Mayorkas impeachment resolution fails in a bipartisan betrayal and the New York government surveilling and cracking down on hate speech. Is this the beginning of a new trend in America? We've got all of that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and today the bid put forth by Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas for his dereliction of duty at the southern border has been killed in Congress by a vote of 209 to 201 to punt the resolution back to the Homeland Security Committee where it will effectively die. Now eight Republicans sided with the Democrats to betray you the hardworking American, in favor of the Biden regime's all strangers welcome open borders policy. They are Daryl Issa of California, Virginia Fox of North Carolina, Ken Buck of Colorado, Cliff Bentz of Oregon, Mike Turner of Ohio, Patrick McHenry of North Carolina, Tom McClintock of California and John Duarte also of California. And despite the number of encountered continuing to rise at the border, with October reaching 240,988 illegals, setting all new record levels of all the wrong kinds, despite, by the way, the record levels of fentanyl pouring into the country again, setting all new record levels of all the wrong kinds, eight measly Republicans lost their balls when it came time to vote for their constituents. Instead, they're voting for these people, another illegal alien caravan. Shockingly, you guys, hold your butts, okay? You're going to be shocked to hear this caravan is full of military aged men making their way through Mexico, cheering for, of course, the dementia patient in chief himself. Biden! 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 Republicans that we elected to go take power are going to vote against impeaching someone like Alejandro Mayorkas? Who needs enemies with friends like these? Here to discuss this and more, we have Jakub Buyans, to TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line. Also joining us for the ride, we have Chad Jackson back in the house, of course, the co-producer of Uncle Tom, and I would say just all-around intellectual. So happy that you guys are uh, are both here. Um I just I'm I'm so look, it's my first day back. I guess it's my Monday and I'm in kind of a mood and I just have absolutely no patience anymore for these people who, you know, I've I've heard the rumors that like some of these Republicans, I'm like, Ken Buck, why is Ken Buck on here? (sighs) Well, Republicans, some of them seem to still be in this, like, I don't know, 2004 state of mind where they say, well, we don't want to go around the, the, the way of doing things. We want to follow the, the, the regular, uh, you know, chain of events. This was a privileged resolution. So the way that Marjorie Taylor Greene filed it, they, she was trying to go straight the the uh, the quickest course. Right. And they're like, well, we don't want to set a precedent that we bypass the committee. We want to do things the right way, knowing, of course, that it's not going to make it out of committee. It's going to die. And you have these Republicans that are in Congress now who are just there. They think that they are dealing with. The Democrat Party from decades ago, who maybe cared about morals and maybe cared about decorum and maybe cared about you know uh, the way that they typically do things and didn't want to break that, we are dealing with a completely different Democrat Party. They don't care. About any of that. They don't care about tradition. They don't care about rules and regulations and procedures. They will jam through whatever they so choose whenever they want it, whenever they wield power. And unfortunately, we are dealing with a Republican Party that is so uh, cowardly that they refuse to play the game in which we don't have rules. And unfortunately, we are also dealing with a Democrat Party who is not playing by any rules. You will never win a game that you are playing when the opponent has chosen to not play by any rules. And you've said, well, we just want to play by the rules. Meanwhile, record numbers of illegals continue pouring into the country. We are continuing to see the devastating effects of that, not just with the fentanyl, but also with the amount of violent crimes that these people are committing, also with the amount of trafficking, which I know this man is about to testify to, uh, that is happening at the border. And somehow we're like, well, we're just going to outmoral them, and that's going to save the country. Tree. Yeah, I think not.
1: And that, Sarah, I just love, just extend, extend the opening statements. I love them. <laughs> look, <clears throat> I'll say this, that whole notion that we're going to out-moral them, it doesn't even align with biblical principles and morals. This is an Ezekiel 33, 7 moment of the watchman on the wall seeing an injustice going, nah, mm-hmm. look the other way. The blood is on the hands of that watchman biblically. Mm-hmm. So I could then say, okay, eight of you. Now, can we attribute the next child that's dying from fentanyl onto your head? Because biblically, I could do that because you do know better. You see the statistics. You know, it's not 85,000 children. It's a quarter million children that are missing you. They know they've got all the intel. It's Congress. They've got all the intel. Sarah, this is the problem with the Republican Party. It's not one issue. And the same eight, it's not the same eight. Mm -hmm. This is why it's so problematic. Mm -hmm. If it's the border and migrants, it's these eight. Mm -hmm. If it's Biden and impeachment, Mm -hmm. it's a different Mm -hmm. eight. Mm -hmm. If it's budget, it's a different eight. If it's money to Ukraine, it's a Mm -hmm. different nine. Mm -hmm. It is an eye-opening moment to go, if it was the same eight, paint them, brand them, get rid of them the party has been infiltrated yeah. mm-hmm. on multiple issues because on to each their own, on their own issue. They've taken money. They've making deals. They've been bribed. They've m- formed the uniparty on their issue. So when their issue comes around, and this is how cunning, gentle as a dove says the word of God, but wise as a serpent, as a snake, mm-hmm. as Satan, as Lucifer, the left, Right. They've infiltrated so white that issue by issue, they go, we got it. Yeah. Yeah. We got our eight on this issue.
2: Yeah, we have long been moving in, a, in one direction as a country, leftward. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the Republican Party has done little, if anything at all, to, to stop it. Um, they've been uh, joining in the chorus to move to the left. And I think this is yet another example of it. You're absolutely right. This isn't just eight. This is uh, this is indicative of a, of a fractured Republican Party. And it's interesting to see all those immigrants uh, or you know those illegals out there chanting Biden. Um, I haven't seen anyone chant Biden since you know the 2020 election, and I barely even seen it then. It was mostly people just honking their horns uh, outside of his uh, of his scant um, rallies. Yeah. But you know this is this is. Once again, you know, Yaku, you said it perfectly as well as you, uh, Sarah, that, you know, this is yet another example of just how fractured the Republican Party is today.
0: I mean, it would be so easy. I mean, when you're talking about the Republicans who have, I would say, completely uh, abdicated their responsibilities and turned their backs on their constituents who voted them into power, it would be so easy to put your line in the sand on this when you see reports like this one coming from the House Homeland Security Committee that was released yesterday that said that the migrant crisis under just under Joe Biden. This is not all of the other ones Mm -hmm. just under Joe Biden could cost taxpayers four hundred and fifty one billion dollars. Four hundred and fifty one billion dollars, by the way, uh, since twenty twenty one. Illegal immigration has cost taxpayers uh, that much uh, in just housing costs. They say that federal, state, and local costs of illegal immigration is 182 billion annually, um, and that this is going to be an increase from 135 billion reported in 2017. By the way, the tax revenue contributed by illegal aliens, because they they always like to make this, uh, but yeah, but that doesn't count all of the tax revenue that that because they're working. And there's tax revenue and that offsets it. Oh, okay. Well, the latest report says it only covers 31 billion of those costs. That's, I, I, listen, you may have dealt with common core math. I did not. Um, so I am not a mathematician, but I do know that those numbers are not at all equal the 31 billion versus 451 billion.
1: And I question that 31 billion I agree with is you. a complete manufacturing. I agree. How do you tax a man? That doesn't have a social security. I number, agree. Right. That's working illegally, that gets paid cash on mm-hmm. Friday. Mm-hmm. You taxing him really? Come on. Who do you think you're fooling here? You? This is complete nonsense. This is so problematic. Number one, I take I don't take offense because I shouldn't pick up offense if I'm gonna, you know. <laughs> but I take precedent against that guy chanting Joe Biden holding up a cross. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. But that's who's coming in. Yep. How are they gonna vote? And they're gonna let him vote they gonna they gonna find a way by hook or by crook somehow yeah YouTube they're gonna let them vote and they're all military age and we promise they're coming here for a better life but they bring their flags and their mantra and their belief system and their ideologies and nobody's asking them a question you cannot I don't even know if people understand that there's a war at the moment war mm-hmm. between DFPS Border Patrol and Texas Guard, mm-hmm. at areas they've taken Texas Guard's radio communications from them. There's been fist fight between te- Texas Guards saying, we're mending fences, you're cutting fences. Mm-hmm. We're defending the country, you're pushing us back. The Fed is corrupt mm-hmm. to the core. It, it, is, it is a debacle that I think, Sarah, by the end of this, and I've said it from the beginning, the number is 15 million. They want to reach that number. And they're on track.
0: Oh, of course. To yeah. get
1: to 15 million by the end of the Biden administration. Because historically, through cultures, the Nigerian mig- migrant crisis, the radical Islam. Yes. Where are they at right
2: now? 7 million, 8 yeah. million?
1: The radical Islam migrant crisis to London.
2: Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: When they eclipse 4.5% of illegal migrants that are coming claiming asylum that's not assimilating, mm-hmm. right? Culture flips. Right, mm-hmm. 100%. And that number is 15 million for the U.S.
0: Yeah. I read that it was 8 million. I don't, I think it's more than that. More than seven. Just, I mean, just under just under uh, Joe Biden, it's kind of obviously. Biden. Yeah, well, there's a, uh, within this actual report, I believe they say that there are 29, there are currently between 16.8 million and 29 million illegal migrants living in the country, wow. it says, which, again, I would... I would uh, err more on the higher side of that number. So the size of the Texas, lower. by the
1: way. It's a There's no way it's only 16.8. They're
0: no. They're they're claiming that all, that already eight have come in under Biden. Mm-hmm. There's oh no way for the last how many decades that just that number in itself has come over in all of these decades. There's no way that that's true. I'm sure yeah. it's closer to 30 plus million. But even the illegal
2: numbers are, you know, are something to be outraged about. Of course. And so that leads me to believe that the eight, the eight. Representatives who cited, you know, to to not oust the uh, the leader there, um, that these are individuals who are not merely just trying to uphold decorum. Uh, not to sound accusatory, but I think something more nefarious is going on. Mm. Uh, either they're having their palms greased, or they believe that oh, this is this will help me win votes during the next election cycle. So,
1: and I know Sarah knows this, but just just novel question: Do we have underprivileged communities in in America? Do we have black hispanic white children that don't have food do we have food deserts in dallas Mm -hmm. the answer is yes Mm -hmm. to all of them sure do we're spending three billion with a b dollars Mm -hmm. on illegal migrant children in education in texas Texas. alone Mm -hmm. this year Mm -hmm. but we can't take care of our own kids right our own foster kids our own kids on the street Mm -hmm. this is insane when you look at that 451 billion that's on top of the 200 billion we gave for free to ukraine Uh And whatever else, we're bleeding money and printing money.
0: And let me just, just to make you even more sick, to prove your point, uh, when it comes to education nationally, uh, the education costs for illegal immigrants amount to $59 billion nationally. (laughs) 59. This is why I'm, I know we got to go to break control room, okay? But this is why I keep saying, no, no, no. It's why it's so important to stress, guys, Even if we close the border today, today, this is not sustainable. The economically, it is not, this is completely unsustainable. We have to talk about mass deportation in order to have a serious conversation about how to fix the problem. $59 billion, that's just going to go up just in education. $451 billion this year? When are, when are we going to talk? When are we going to talk? Because it's just getting worse. So um, I just think that it, it cannot be overstated. Uh, it's like sound the alarm time mm-hmm. when it comes to the illegal uh, immigration problem. So, all right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We will be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So uh, I've worked with Relief Factor for many years now. I know a lot of us here at Blaze TV have. Glenn has used it. It's worked for him. Jason Buttrell has used it. It's worked for him. I've used it, it's worked for me. Yaku sent it to his mom, and it's working for her too. Yes, This is, is our latest success story. Yep, it is. And it worked for her very quickly, if I'm not mistaken. Within
1: three days. Now, I'm not guaranteeing that, of but course. for her it but did. For her it did. It was, there was relief.
0: So so here's the thing. So if you are living in whatever kind of pain you have, you know, maybe you got like, I don't know, tennis elbow or you got neck problems, back problems, your knees hurt all the time. uh, Usually the root cause of that is inflammation. And so Relief Factor is a very, very powerful anti-inflammatory that works to get rid of that inflammation, uh, keep your inflammation markers in check, and it ends up getting you out of pain. So here's what they say. They have this three-week quick start, Okay. Yaku's mom used it, I used it, Glenn, we've all used it. And they say you will know at the end of that three weeks if Relief Factor is going to work for you or not. But here's the thing, 70% of people reorder that because it's working for them. So that many people it's working for. The odds are in your favor it's going to work for you to reduce your pain or completely eliminate it. And if they do, it can be life-changing. You can go to relieffactor.com, get that three-week quick start over at relieffactor.com. Democrat New York Governor Kathy Hochul, who I would say she's the worst, but I don't, I mean, there's also Gretchen Whitmer. So I don't know which wicked witch of the West is the worst, but she definitely is in the competition for the worst ever. Kathy Hochul uh, said earlier this week that the state is very focused on collecting data from social media platforms as part of an effort to counter online negativity and hate speech. Now, of course, she is saying this in relation to the anti-Semitic attacks that are going on, the anti-Semitic, you know, you've got all these pro-Palestine rallies that are happening, uh, very, very um, unnerving and disturbing phrases, tropes being said at all of these rallies. And all of that is true. But... (laughs) I'm not sure that I can stress enough the problems with government monitoring your speech on social media and then planning to do what with it. I'm not sure. Here's Kathy Hochul on that.
3: Also, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts. What's being said on social media platforms? And we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on, on online platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others. And all of this is in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, but they also feel safe.
0: Well, those are two different things, aren't they? Being safe and feeling safe are much different things. And, you know, it's not lost on me, gentlemen, that um, this is also coming from a party who, you know, she said incitement of violence. Well, you know who else they said incited violence? Donald Trump on January 6th, when he told people to peacefully and patriotically make their voices heard. That would also be called an incitement of violence, according to Kathy Hochul. So I'm just wondering how far this extends, because, you know, we do have our counterparts over in the U.K. being arrested uh, and getting visits from the police for deadnaming or misgendering someone online. That's what they're doing. They're monitoring for hate speech. That is hate speech, according to the police over in the U.K. You can get in trouble for that with the law. So I don't know. Maybe it's am I am I being too cynical here to think that that's eventually where this leads in America? Um, If we start talking about monitoring people's tweets for uh, hate speech, I'm just like "A, a credible threat. Don't get me wrong. A credible threat is a credible threat and should be treated as such. I've received them. I've had them prosecuted in other states like I got it. But that doesn't seem like that's all that she's talking about here.
1: First thing I want to say that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of irked, if I can use that word, to say is as if you haven't.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, this is a new thing we're doing. We're actually yeah. tracking citizens as, as if on social you, media.
1: How in the world <laughs> did you imprison all the J6 people right. I mean, as if you haven't? Yeah. Now it's convenient because you've got a very large Jewish population mm-hmm. in your state mm-hmm. and in your mm-hmm. city. And this is pandering. Pandering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yes, I think it's also never let a good crisis go to waste, of course. right? It's like, well, I mean, it's just with the Patriot Grab Act more and now. everything else. Yes, the Grab Patriot more. Act mm-hmm, after 9-11, the timing is right to seize more power and more control. While this is going on, the timing is right to seize more power and more control, just like we saw in COVID, just like we will see for forevermore until the people finally rise up and say, we're not going to allow you to do this anymore. Right,
2: right. Yeah. I mean, listening to her speak. Uh, it's a mystery to me how she was elected. Um, she, she doesn't really seem electable just from the way that she she talks. Um, but that's that's a side issue. But she followed up uh, Captain Cuomo, right? So yeah, there you in go. the bar was not, yeah, not bar was pretty low. Okay, <laughs> very very small shoes to fill there. Um, but you know, I don't really care for the ambiguity with which she's mm-hmm. talking about monitoring speech, like what are you or collecting data are you saying that you're going to get with the social media giants so you can get access to people's DMS and things of this nature? Is that what you mean? Or are you saying you're looking at people's public you know, public posts, mm-hmm. which I believe is something different and not really unconstitutional. If you're foolish enough to, you know, threaten people online, um, then you're yes. kind of asking for it. But sure. if you are, you know, to the point that you just made earlier, like gen- genuine threats obviously should be gone after. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if you say something that is construed by someone on the far left as hate speech Mm -hmm. this is i think uh the what the ground is being laid for Mm -hmm. um because as you point out in places like canada and the uk they're already doing things like this and i feel like this is the direction that we're heading
1: normally typically voices of influence Mm -hmm. not influencers i don't like that term Voices of influence is normally what they go after first. Right. So if you were to take the position that Israel should be able to defend itself, Israel should be able to eradicate a terrorist mm-hmm. organization called Hamas, mm-hmm. they could consider that hate speech. Right. And so all of a sudden, what are you going to do? So instead of the government actually saying, hey, let's repeal Section 230 and let these right. big tech companies actually not have cover, they're like, This is a great opportunity Mm -hmm. that the American people grant us Mm -hmm. the access in the midst of a crisis. Well, it feels like Maui a little bit. Yeah.
0: Well, yes. And I mean, again, I mean, uh, I see the attacks that I get when I say something like, yeah, women are women and men are men, you know, and I I can't tell you how many people mm, Okay, I'm going to say it. How many mentally ill people would say, I don't feel safe. I feel attacked Mm -hmm. by that comment. Mm -hmm. Right. So so who is it who's going to be the barometer of like what is hate speech and also what determines an actual credible threat? Because my words on the Internet are not threatening anyone. My words are not. Perhaps if you actually make a direct threat. Sure. But an opinion is certainly not a threat, even if someone feels uh, threatened or unsafe, so it's just such a slippery slope. Well,
2: on that, I mean, tomorrow's college-educated electorate are actively being um, indoctrinated on our college campuses right now, yeah. as we speak, to believe morally that you know saying that women are women or women are women and men are men is in fact hate speech. Right. And these are the individuals who are taking jobs in a lot of these agencies um, from these you know in these positions of authority. So they can then take action against you know common folks who say common sense things, and you know this this again is a direction that we're heading down. So.
0: They're gonna have to like they're gonna run companies someday.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, they they are running companies.
0: It's terrifying. And,
2: and and they are
1: they are absolutely ever present in the education system. Mm-hmm. That is a that, the first indoctrination camps was actually schools of education. Yeah. And then now it's infiltrated yep. all the way through medicine and, yep. and law by design. and all of it. But by design. But the education system is completely infiltrated.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break. We will be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor of the segment, Raycon. So um, I use Raycon's everyday earbuds for... Anything I'm listening to, if I'm listening to a podcast, if I'm working out and I'm listening to music, whatever the case may be, um, I love Raycons. They've got all of these. They've got different sizes of their gel tips that go in the, um, you know, in the ear so that it makes sure that it fits directly in your ear and they're not gonna budge. I mean, I'm doing like burpees. It's disgusting. I hate my life whenever I'm doing it, but I at least can know that my earbuds are gonna stay all the way in. They're not gonna fall out. Nothing's gonna interrupt my workout. Thanks a lot, Raycon. My workout isn't interrupted. (laughs) I have to keep going because my earbuds stay in and they can give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Uh, They've got over 78,000 five-star reviews. One of them is mine, And if my children had the ability to also give reviews, they would give them as well. They're just too young. But I say that because they keep stealing them. My whole family steals my Raycon earbuds because they're so good.
1: I love the fact that you're doing burpees and they stay in.
0: Yes, I'm I mean, telling you.
1: Number one, burpee is... <laughs> Burpees are from the devil. Some some why. work there. Sarah. I know,
0: I know. But that's just a testament to how great the Raycons are. Why would you want to go with their competitor that has the dumb little stems that stick out? They're just going to, like, pull it out. It's like, uh, what is it, uh, aerodynamic or whatever. I don't know. But I'm just saying it doesn't make sense to have the stems. So make sure uh, that you go to Raycon's website. Check them out. Christmas is around the corner. This is a great Christmas present. They've got all sorts of colors. I bought my mom the pink ones. Um, so make sure to go to buyraycon.com slash Y to get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping. That is B-U-Y, slash Y. All right, before we get to uh, more news of the day, Yaku, you have just launched a new project. Tell oh. us
1: about it. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. After Eden Talent, afteredentalent.com or app at afteredentalent.com. For so many years, artists have been also indoctrinated and have been moved and really talent hijacked with no options, nowhere to go. You think of The Voice, American Idol, AGT, etc. So here, After Eden Talent, we have a reality show called The Showcase, a full suite of online curriculum for artists and performers to impact culture for good Mm -hmm. to be trained by those who want to take the talents 13 and up in any age to incubate artists that really want to speak into culture from a positive standpoint so actors singers dancers guitar players the whole rhythm section writers podcasters to discover new talent develop them by some of the best coaches i mean some of our coaches have 21 grammys these guys are all saying we need to restore america And artists lead culture is one of our slogans, and they're needed now. So we have to restore the heart of the performer. That young performer that's saying, man, I want to perform, but I don't want to go woke. I want to perform. I want to honor God. I don't want to go to Berkeley. Mm -hmm. Who can teach me? Mm -hmm. So, So the coaching suite and coaching is free for them on the app. It's there. They download it. They can audition today. We're very proud of this product and the people that's part of it. I mean, it's some of the best of the best over years curating the best to say, listen, let's go get the talents back mm-hmm. into the kingdom of God. Let's restore them back into morality and a purpose to say, let's create content that can positively impact culture. It's how the left has done it for years. It is. Infiltrate young, break them, steer them away. We can do the same. So we're taking them back. And we've got an amazing suite of coaches and um, everything's online worldwide, by the way. They can they can watch the videos on their phone, train, learn, and then qualify to go to the actual event. And then we actually launched their careers, $500,000 prize money. Wow. Ten industry contracts. Wow. It's real. We're swinging for the fences. We want the talents back.
0: Nice. That's amazing. Thank you. I'm really, really excited about that. So it's it's like the um, the conservative Christian uh American Idol type thing?
1: Yeah, but beyond, though. Because American Idol, you can't go as a guitar player or as a drummer That's or a bass point. player. Yeah, yeah. Podcast writers. Right. And I want the writers back, too, Sarah, because the written word, It's one thing to say to a Christian actor, go do good, but the script is woke and diabolical. Mm-hmm. and okay. who, So who's incubating? So the writing coaches are some of the best. Amazing to really incubate, harvest the talent. So yes, in a nutshell, it is a Judeo-Christian Uh, version of the combination of The Voice, American Idol, but also a university. There's an online suite of 160 modules of curriculum, of coaching, so it's amazing.
2: I'd love to see the success of that, simply because when it comes to conservative films in particular, they get a bad rap historically of being two-dimensional in the writing mm-hmm. so. correct. Mm-hmm. or the
1: acting talent is not there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we partner with an amazing amazing program that develops the camera operators and but on the talent side we've abdicated incubating the talent raised in the church we send them to Hollywood mm-hmm. and you can go Michael Jackson started in the church Whitney Houston started in the yeah. church and then they end up in Hollywood and there's no options and so lately you've had great productions even coming from the blaze nefarious in, in some of, you know, Steve Dace, great productions, but the talent pool, uh-huh. we kind of just saying, well, just go do it. We got to incubate that and catch them before, before Hollywood gets them.
0: You know, it was fascinating. I was reading, full disclosure, it was just like a, a person on Twitter. So they did seem to provide a lot of receipts, but, you know, it's not like a, a, a blue check mark, like I, I, I know who they are, but... It was a really fascinating rabbit trail that they went down of talking about all of these different Hollywood actors, musicians, all of these big name, big time Hollywood celebrities who just seemingly have gone to the either gone to the dark side and become downright demonic in their concerts. But also there's. You know, videos of them saying, Well, I mean, I sold my soul. So I sold my soul to the devil. I sold mm-hmm. my soul. And they say it enough times, enough of them yeah. say it enough times that you're like, You didn't really say it as a joke. Right. You kind of just said it. Mm-hmm. That I was, it was fascinating to me how many people just openly mm-hmm. either just say that. Or they go from, you know, someone like Taylor Swift, who started as like this very young, country innocent, singer. doe-eyed country yeah. singer uh, singing about very innocent things to performing demonic ritual type things at her concerts. It's, it was so fascinating to see how pervasive mm-hmm. that type of, of ideology has been in that industry.
1: Yeah. And, and, and they move culture. Yes. Taylor Swift, it's occultish. Yes. cultish Yes, I mean, they move culture.
0: Football's even talking about her. Right.
1: Well, because you got Mr. Vaccine.
0: <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Pfizer.
1: Mr. <laughs> Pfizer, who's dating her. What a That is a yeah, that's vicious weird. cocktail. No, no. It, but it is <laughs> it is a proactive approach. So for anybody out there, and there's no age limit, if your heart is called to make an impact through the arts, and, and, and that's your heartbeat, yeah. right? Come on. Let's, let's band together. It costs you nothing but your effort. Mm-hmm and we will pour into them to develop them to say, let's go take culture back.
0: That's awesome, I love it. Thank you for thank, doing thank it. Thank you, Sarah. No, thank you. Um, all right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We're gonna be back with more, but we wanna thank our sponsor, of the segment Patriots, my Patriot Supply. So, um, look, I don't mean to like be alarming or anything, but things are not going great these days, and every day we're like, is World War III gonna break out? I don't really know, but the point is, With Joe Biden at the helm of things, especially, and with so much economic instability and with so much global conflict, you need to be prepared and you need to do that with my Patriot Supply. They are the country's largest preparedness company, and they are more than equipped to stock your shelves with emergency food. They've got their best selling three month emergency food kit that will provide breakfast, lunch and dinner. They're going to last 25 years in storage, so you know that they are going to be there when you need it. And they're going to provide over 2,000 calories every day. Very, very simple. You can add water and heat it and then eat it. So you got to make sure when you go to preparewithnews.com, make sure that you have, make sure that you get a kit for every single member of your family. The point is, you get it before you need it. That's the point of being prepared. So don't wait until something happens and war breaks out and you're, like, knocking at your neighbor's door. Because if your neighbor is me, I'm not sharing. So go to preparewithnews.com. Get you some emergency food over at preparewithnews.com. All right, I want to play a little bit of Dr. Robert Malone, who, of course, is one of the collaborators of the creation of mRNA technology when it comes to vaccines. Um, He testified yesterday at a congressional hearing on Injuries stemming from, of course, the COVID-19 mRNA jab. Here is a little bit of what he had to say yesterday. Watch.
3: That's the question. A lot of people have that concern that there's somehow now a genetic marker because of the vaccine. And I think the other thing is, if, if you look in total, and I think the Operation Warp Speed, the idea that, look, we need to move with a sense of urgency, maybe not at the pace that government is historically not very effective at, uh, you know, Seemed appealing up front, but now with the benefit of hindsight, uh, could we assess that uh, Warp Speed was successful or not? Uh, In my opinion, what we've learned, remember it's now four years. Mm. Uh, In my opinion, what we've learned is that the collective wisdom of decades of regulatory science as it relates to vaccines and other medical products was appropriate. Uh, There is a reason why these products typically require up to a decade to be proven to be safe and effective. And uh, it was not prudent and not in the interests of protecting the citizens of the United States or the world to bypass those time-tested processes that uh, have basically been agreed upon through various forms of informal international treaties. Uh, in order to uh, my words are jam a product through a process in order to get it out to respond to a false threat. Remember the underlying thesis here is that we had 3.4% case fatality rate. This was told to us again and again and again and it was a lie.
0: Now, obviously, if you're no stranger to this program, you know my particular view on not just this particular vaccine, but all vaccines. But it's just it always strikes me as hilarious when people who... um, can't fathom the government not telling you the truth about a particular vaccine, who can't fathom that anything that the FDA or the CDC would recommend to you could potentially harm you. And they're like, oh, well, this guy's just a grifter. Now, all of a sudden, he's a quack. He's a kook. He's a grifter for speaking out about this. And it's just hilarious to me because I'm like, why would one of the creators of the technology that he now says is harming people, what benefit would be, would be there for this man. What benefit? What benefit is there to Dr. Peter McCullough, who is now shunned? From all of his, you know, all of the circles that he goes in because he's speaking the truth. What benefit is there? Because it seems to me that there are no benefits in speaking up other than knowing that you are standing for the truth, because otherwise you just get shunned from your entire industry for telling the truth. You lose out on, you know, uh, grants from the government and all of these other things because they know that you're speaking the truth and sounding the alarm. And it's just hilarious to me when people try to discredit people like Dr. Robert Malone, like Dr. Peter McCullough, like Dr. Ryan Cole and so many others who have been bringing not just their medical opinion, but statistics to back it up and they're like, oh, he's just a quack now. Really? What a coincidence. These are
2: some of the most credible doctors and researchers
0: in the industry. Yes, exactly. Dr. Peter McCullough is like the most published cardiologist worldwide. I'm I'm sure he's just doing it for the grift. He wasn't making enough money doing what he was already doing. I'm sure that that's what it is.
1: McCullough is a champion Bartlett from Dallas is a champion. Uh, The second you speak against that medical community like Malone is doing, Dr. Malone is doing, it's it's Mm self-ostracizing immediately. Mm -hmm. And here's the interesting thing. There is no career path. It's not like it's a community you can have a lateral medical community all of a sudden. It goes through boards of directors, licenses, permits, and funding. Can't develop a new process without funding, without, you know, get your patents registered. Right. So it's, it's killing a career.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: And yep. so there is no incentive. Right. There's no book deal that no. could make up for that. There's no. no, this is not a political office. This is a career path that's completely insulated, that if you're out, you're out. Mm-hmm. Right. You're gone. Yeah. Especially at that level as the doctors. Now, he's just speaking the truth. I have a couple, a, a few words. Massive class action lawsuits is what I want to see. Mm -hmm. Massive against the federal government, against Fauci, who now we know did not even have the authority Mm -hmm. to say certain things that he was saying. Right. Did not even have the authority to speak on behalf of the CDC and certain Mm -hmm. elements in the World Health Organization. He just spewed political venom, Mm -hmm. complete politics. Here you've got a guy who is highly accredited by that very community. It's kind of like Donald Trump. He was good. He, he, what good, what's good for the goose is not always good for the gander. He was good to fund Bill Clinton's career
0: yeah.
1: and know where the skeletons are buried. But when he said, hey, I'm actually for America, oh, no, 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 Hold on now. <laughs>
2: okay. well, what we're seeing and you know, what Dr. Malone is, is, is claiming, rightly claiming, we've seen this movie before. Um, you might remember in 1976, whenever they were rolling out the swine flu, mm-hmm. uh, David Sencer, the then leader of the CDC, was lying about the effectiveness of this vaccine over 46 million Americans took it uh, only to later find out that it caused neurological issues mm-hmm. so you know we've seen this movie before but we as Americans we get amnesia when it comes to these things happening and we just fall for the same thing over and over again the banana and the and the tall yeah
0: so. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's go ahead. And uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor, Preborn. So Preborn is just I cannot say enough good things about this organization. They are doing God's work. They are actually opening up their crisis pregnancy centers right by. They're like in the highest uh, abortion areas and not just in the highest abortion areas. Oftentimes they're like right next door to These abortion mills where people, these women are going in, they're scared, they're being sold lies, they're being told by these abortion clinics that it's just a clump of cells, that it's not really a human, that they, it doesn't feel pain. All of these different lies that they're being told, they can't do it alone, uh, it's too risky to have a pregnancy, they're being sold lies and they end up killing their own child in the womb. But Preborn is going to offer to them, it's very, very simple, Preborn gives them an ultrasound. And the rest is usually history because they show them on screen, undeniable evidence. This is your baby. This is a tiny human. It's not just a clump of cells. It's not what the left wants to write it off as. This is your baby. And we can help you. Not only now, pre-born does, not only now with the ultrasound, but also after the fact with financial assistance. So for women who are really scared, they think that they can't do it, Preborn helps make sure that they know that they can. And so I'm asking you, for just $28, you can sponsor an ultrasound that will double a baby's chance at life. You can donate securely by dialing pound 250 and saying the keyword baby, or you can go to preborn.com slash Sarah. There's no H in that, by the way. It's preborn.com slash Sarah. <laughs> In case you were not aware of the clown show that is uh, Congress these days, I wanna play an exchange between uh, Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, who challenged the Teamsters union leader to like a fight, I guess, in this exchange, watch. It's
3: like he's self-made. Sir, I wish he was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself, and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard in long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your ground up. Oh, hold it! No, oh, hold! Stop it! <laughs> is that your <laughs> solution or your problem? No, no, sit down. Bernie sit Sanders, down you know you're, no, you're oh, a United States to play senator. peacemaker. Active. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Sit down, please. Sit down. All right. Can I sit down. Mr. Hold, Schem- hold it.
3: Hold it. If Paul we can't, no, I have the said. mic. I'm sorry. This is hold what it. he said. It. You'll have your time. Okay. Can, can I respond? respond? Oh, No, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing.
0: Listen for just duking it out. I think they had something to that in the old days when they did that. And across the world they do that. I want to see that kind of passion. I'm okay with it. it. Two grown men?
2: A good old-fashioned duel.
0: Yeah, and also I think what we've lost is that more people need to have an ass-whooping every now and then. Right.
1: Now do you know why you love (laughs) this show and this girl so much? (laughs) Come on! What other host? (laughs) Fox What? What? (laughs) What other host would give you the truth like this? Come
0: on, Sarah. Think think about how much character that builds. Are you sure you're not from Africa? (laughs) I know. I should have been born in Africa. Um, How much character they're missing by being coddled and just how many of them. It's just like you have never gotten punched in the face in your life and it shows. And maybe you should is all I'm saying. And it would build some character for the good. That's all I'm saying. You want to run your mouth online? You want to run your mouth and talk about any place, anytime? Let's go, buddy. I'm right here. I want more of that. Yes, exactly. Fafo. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you. Yaku, Chad, I appreciate you being here. We'll see you tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.